Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanby. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. Yeah, welcome. Today on Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 6, Episode 3 of 7th Heaven. The title is Sympathy, or if you are in Germany, the title is Compassions, and there was a little something extra. There was like a tagline yeah. for this episode. So taglines are a thing, I guess, that they're doing with Season 6 now, now that I guess 7th Heaven is more... It's a big deal. Yeah. So the tagline for this is, don't take pity on me. Yeah. Uh, And our IMDb user synopsis is, Robbie offers to pay $200 rent for the garage apartment if it ever gets finished. However, the siblings all want it. So Matt is promised a switch with his room and the others whine jealously. Billy clearly pretends to be really sick to make Mary stay with him and perhaps become his first mama. Lucy promised handyman Ray Ricky work on the garage apartment, but the crook fakes a fall and has a leech lawyer waiting. Wow. Well, this user said, sorry, didn't even pay attention to what is arguably the main storyline of this episode. Yes. So what was your first impression of this episode? <laughs> um, I'd say, I know this is just the beginning of season six, but I'd say this was the least, this was a Good. downturn. Yeah, this was a downturn on what was like, an upturn before. Uh, there were some moments in this which were just ridiculous. Uh, like some like random noise moments and acting choices people made. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, like Aaron and I couldn't be bothered to pay attention during certain storylines, which I think is really... Um, what is it? It's telling yeah. of, of how interesting the story... Or uh, it was really just because we... Annie, Annie's storyline and this whole menopause storyline is ridiculous and it's not funny and they just make her look, again, it's like crazy women, like just hormones just make them crazy and, you know, kind of, I don't don't know, it wasn't, I know, like, I'm all for the, like, don't only write strong women, write all types of women kind of thing, but, like, this just, I don't like her. Like, I, I actually, like, was very upset with everything that she was saying and doing in this episode, and I hope they end this really soon. I know I said this in the last episode, but it kind of just feels like Brenda Hampton or whoever is in charge of the writing for this season, like, ran out of ideas for Annie. Like, focus on her going to school. They didn't do that in the last and season. They, and they just mentioned again in this episode that she is going to school, so she's still, you know, they haven't abandoned that whole storyline for her. Um, but... We're supposed to be seeing more of her as a person, and they're just making her into just, like, a hormone monster. Um, So we'll we'll start with a cold open, as we usually do. Um, Not usually, always. (laughs) This is another Simon-focused cold open. We are on the... So remember, Simon is relegated to the bus until he... You're really setting the scene here. You were like, and this is a Simon scene. (laughs) Open on the bus. (laughs) Um, so Simon is getting onto the bus and he, he's looking for a seat and there's one next to this young girl around the same age as him, a young woman. Um, so he sits down next to her and he's like, oh, well, she says, I haven't seen you on the bus before. And he says he usually takes a later bus, whatever. And we learn that she is on her way to like a trade school because she's training to be a nurse. Um, she doesn't go to like a normal high school. Um, she's and, 16. Yeah, and she says that it's because she it's, it's, it's important for her to get her career started as soon as possible. Um, she, they have, like, a little bit of small talk. He gives... 
Like she, she gives her number to Simon and she's like, okay, like call me. Maybe we can go out sometime. And then the big reveal, she stands up and she is pregnant. And that's, and she gets off the bus and that's exactly how the cold open ends. Um, and we'll get to Simon's storyline last once again. Uh, but we're, what we'll do is we'll, we'll speak to another pseudo mother. Yes. Um, we'll go to Mary first. So Mary, you know, is trying to figure out what she's doing. And uh, it seems that maybe her new role might be mommy. Mommy. Um, so as the user summary mentioned, uh, Billy is sick. Uh, I actually thought he was sick. Maybe like playing it up a little bit, but... Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. He's I don't know. I didn't think he was faking it that much. It didn't really. It, it wasn't made evident. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, um, he's like Mary is like going through like, oh well, what did you do? Why does he feel this way? And we learn that Wilson took Billy for a swim at the YMCA the night before, but it's the fall, and Mary's like he's gonna get sick because I don't know. We basically we see a lot of maternal instincts from her. She decides to like stay with Billy while um, Wilson goes off to work or wherever he is. Annual reporting, whatever he's doing. <laughs> um, and in the scene, we get like uh, Billy being like, "Can I call you, mommy?" And so this is a pretty like pivotal moment in a lot of media. You know, when you have the child being like, "Mom, or Dad," <sighs> like it's a it's a moment. But Mary- and I think it's particularly poignant here because Billy never knew his mother so he says like oh I never had had a mommy and like you're finally here and even though I was a different person literally a different actor (laughs) last season I've grown very attached to you this season so she says she doesn't think it's a good idea for her to be called mommy um it's like well when can I start calling you mommy and that's kind of when it like goes to a, a different scene when we get back we have some more like Mary reporting to Ro- um, Robbie, wrong <laughs> human, to, uh, to Wilson about, like, what they did and how she called a pediatrician, how she wanted to double-check. You know, being a responsible adult with a child. Um, she's made them soup. She leaves. Uh, she goes home. She gets, a, like, after her job at the homeless shelter, there's a note from the colonel. And... We get some more, like, cute, like couple stuff between um, Wilson and Mary. I kind of like, there, I will say this, it got to the point where it kind of felt like she was overstepping. Well, yeah, because Wilson keeps kind of pushing back on the whole, like, mommy thing, and I don't know why, because, like, two episodes ago, they were like, well, Mary's about to marry Wilson. Yeah. Um, but now we see, kind of see, like, a pushback from him a little bit, which is confusing. And he's actually seemed kind of distant the whole yeah, season, yeah. I've gotten the idea. Um, very, like, not that many scenes with them together. He's kind of, uh, well, anyway, I don't know. He seems like he's not really on board with this whole, like, we're about to get married kind of thing. It also just seemed like, um, I mean, Robbie's the parent, and it felt like Mary... Wilson. Fuck. Sorry, keep on doing that. Why yeah. do I do that? Is that like a subconscious thing? Do I want them together? You ship them, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's just because Robbie is so much more of like a more important character right. at this point. Um, you almost forget, I don't know, that that Mary yeah. is dating Wilson. Um, so this all kind of comes to a head when 
Mary keeps calling and checking in on Billy and like, oh, was, could it be this? Could it be that? Like, this is what, you know, what, what his illness is. Um, and Wilson is kind of like, no, I know that it's not these things because like, he's my son. And when he has an earache, he holds his ear. So like kind of stop butting into our lives. Um, and it kind of cut, they, they have like an argument sort of about this, um, At, at at Wilson's like apartment. Um, and I don't really get, they, they kind of, like you said, they kind of like swapped arguments because at first... Wilson, well, he because at first he did. Wilson didn't want Mary. We learned that Mary actually still can be a firefighter somehow. Oh, the colonel pulled his strings. You know how yeah. the rev has strings. Apparently, the colonel also has strings. So she's going into like some sort of training program for the fire department, and Wilson, instead of being like, "I still don't want you to be a firefighter," is like, "Oh, you need to focus on your. You know, you're going to have some very intense training coming up." And you need to focus on that, so you need to leave. You know, I can take care of Billy. I'm his father. I've always taken care of him. And you need to focus on you for a bit. And that kind of argument or, like, yeah, he's like, this is why I've been acting kind of distant. Especially because she said, because she's like, I'm not going to do it. I don't think I'm going to do it. But then somehow in the conversation they switch places, like you said, where she's like, no, I can do it all. And he's like... Uh, he's. This is when he's like, you have to focus yeah, on your percent. career rather than being a mother to Billy because you are not a mother to Billy. Especially because at first, I don't know if you, um, don't want to be repetitive. He was very wary of her being a firefighter. Right, and now he's like, never mind, do, do it. it. Um, leave me and my kid alone. But we we gather that there's some unresolved tension here. Maybe this is like they're you know beginning the cracks in the relationship. That it seems that. Mary, it look. I mean, to me, it seems like Mary genuinely wants to be there for the family, but it might be that, you know, a lot of the things Mary wants to do are quite genuine, but she kind of always messes them up, which is, like, I feel like the character that they've created right now. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either, but um, I guess we'll see what happens. They're setting something up, clearly. Yeah. Um, so that's Mary, and uh, she's, like, she doesn't really interact with anybody else from the family, so we'll go to... Uh, what we call the garage business. <laughs> so, yeah, the garage business. So, as we know, many episodes ago, um, I think last season, mm-hmm. Annie was talking about fixing up, oh, yeah, with James Carver. She right. was going to fix up the, the, there's a space over the garage that they can convert into an apartment. So, um, that was Annie's little project. They're still talking about it. And we learn in this episode that Robbie is going to, when when it does get finished, if it ever gets finished, um... Robbie has offered to pay rent to be able to stay at the Camden's house. So they're like, okay, we got to make it a priority, finish it, so we can start making some money off of Robbie. Um, Versus giving it to any of the other kids because they wouldn't be paying rent. Uh, This kind of ruffles some feathers. So we have one interaction with Robbie and Matt where Matt's like, uh, you're going to leave me in the Hello Kitty room? And Robbie being the good guy, I think this was genuinely really nice of him to do, was like, okay, I'll pay rent for the Hello Kitty room, you can take the garage. And this is when we start hearing the theme of the episode, which is, oh, you feel sorry for me, which is then how Sympathy, the name of the episode, kicks in. Comes about. So the entire theme of the episode is feeling sorry for someone and how that can be a wrong thing and how you shouldn't uh, do things based on motivation, like you shouldn't motivate yourself based on feeling sorry for other people. 
um, because that could lead you into troublesome waters, as it does for a lot of the Camdens in this episode. Um, you know, because, like, uh, I guess how it ties back into Mary and Wilson, Wilson feels that Mary feels sorry for Billy because he doesn't have a mother. Um, so, and doesn't maybe genuinely want to be his mother, but, like, feels sorry for him. Yeah. Uh, so then Rob, like... Lucy and Ruthie are kind of talking, and Ruthie's like, oh, you have Robbie wrapped around your finger. Also, this is a new plot point. I've never seen this happen before. Where is Robbie wrapped around Lucy's... If anybody, if he's wrapped around Ruthie's fingers. Well, I don't know. They're they're starting to, obviously, uh, tease this and, and, and try to get at it without actually showing it. They're like, maybe we can just have people talk about how Robbie is wrapped around Lucy's finger. But, I mean, I think Robbie kind of falls at the feet of any of the Camdens because he's so, like, his obviously his insecurity and about staying at the Camden house is been evident over, like, multiple Mm -hmm. episodes. So um, I think he's just ready to do anything for any one of them. Um, So... So Lucy's whole thing is, like, she feels sorry for herself. So instead of feeling sorry for other people, she's feeling sorry for herself in that, like, she's looking for jobs but can't find any. Uh, Her fiancé left her, and now she can't get the garage apartment. So she cries to uh, Robbie in a very, like, I'm trying to manipulate you to feel sorry for me. He catches on. They, like, whatever. They have a little fight or whatever, and then it's like, okay. Well, anyway, this all kind of doesn't exactly get resolved because I don't know what happens. I mean, because the garage not done, we don't know what's going to happen with the garage apartment. Yeah. But mostly because uh, th- this ties into kind of Simon's storyline. But at the end, everybody just kind of like the lesson is don't feel, don't do things based on feeling sorry for other people. Like it's like oh, we feel sorry. Like the Cannons feel sorry for. Um, Robbie because of Mary. I don't know why that's still a thing. Because, right, Robbie, oh, he hasn't dated anyone else since. Uh, but, oh, did he? Was, wasn't he sneaking out to go somewhere? I he don't was going to go back with Cheryl, but then that didn't happen, remember? <laughs> yeah. Everything is so convoluted. It's all incestual. Yeah. Like, um, right, why can't they just, like, meet some new people? Yeah. Um, Jeez, like, Matt met somebody new every week. Like, where... <laughs> where did all these women go? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I guess Matt chased the, them away. Um, we'll get to, I guess, the Well, Revenant. I guess this ties into the garage apartment yeah. storyline. So Lucy is looking, as we know, she's back home. She's, like, not in school right now, or she is. I can't tell. No, and she's, she's not in school. I don't think they... Well, they say she went to the college employment office, so I was confused about whether... I think she just went to the appointment. I don't think they've established that she's... Because all we, all we know is that she dropped out of school. Yeah. She eventually does start going to um, school um, at Crawford, where Matt went. I believe it's Crawford that she goes to. But at this point, she's still not in school. She goes to find a... She's just, like, at home now, so she goes to go try and find a job. She goes to the employment office at the college. And when she's there, she meets Ricky... Ray Ricky. Ray Ricky. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, a skilled carpenter, and he's just looking for a job because he's been out of work, and he'll work for free. He just needs to keep busy or something. So... Lucy very foolishly is like, oh, he can help us with the garage apartment. And she brings him over to the house for him to look at the garage. And... Annie's pretty against the idea at first, but, like, because Annie's hormonal and because Annie's feeling sorry for 
for this Ray Ricky. Yeah. Uh, she's like, okay, why don't you take a look, but we'll see, because we can't really hire you yet, we don't have the money, and you need the money, and we'll figure something out. So while he's taking a look, and he's climbing down the ladder from the garage apartment, he very purposely takes a fall. Yes. And it's, then, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. He, like, jumps off the ladder yeah. and also pulls it down when he's on, like, the second to last yeah. rung. And he, like, set says that his arms hurt and then he like pulls at his leg and he's like call an ambulance and this kind of then turns into like this hysteric show between the rev and annie where i mean we i didn't really pay attention because uh, i mean honestly i think the only i guess good thing about this is that they look they were acting like what a real what like a real married couple would act like i think i think sometimes they're too perfect yes and I think this was, like, nice that we got to see this, like, disharmony. But that wasn't, like, completely, like, oh, you're cheating on me. But more like, oh, random arguments that happen from time to time, which is, yeah. I guess, fine. But anyway, Annie basically was like, this is what happened, telling um, the Rev on the phone. And the Rev was like, why did you let this random stranger in? And she's like, uh, it's not my fault when it is actually your fault. Uh, I don't know. Lucy brought... Well, it's Lucy's, Lucy's fault. fault. That's true. It's Lucy's fault. Um, but anyway, the Rev and Annie are going back and forth, hanging up on, on each other. Annie is very, very much like, um, well, uh, this... Annie's going to take it in her own yo- hands. She's like, because the Rev is like, okay, you stay home. I'll go to the hospital and handle this. Um, so he doesn't handle it. He doesn't handle it. So then Annie's like, I'm going down there. And the Rev is like, no, you're out of your bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she goes anyway, and she you know, as predicted, makes matters worse. She pretends to be Ray's mother to get past the, like, leechy lawyer. Um, and then, like, it's like, you're not really depressed, which is, he, she shouldn't be saying that. She doesn't know. But then she goes, but you're not, you're also not really injured. Like, she can say you're not really injured, but she can't say you're not really depressed. How yeah, does she know? Yeah, you don't know. I mean, he does seem like a scammer, but who well, knows? Yeah. Who um, knows? We're obviously led to believe that he's just, like, yeah. scamming them because who would be like, I'll work for free. I don't need the money, even though he's at, like, an employment office. Yeah. Um, she makes matters worse. Gets Like, security gets called, and the Rev has to pick her up. Um, they argue a bit some more where Annie is accusing the Rev for, of feeling sorry for himself when he should be feeling sorry for her. And where at the same time she's the one feeling sorry for herself. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. It's a lot of people feeling sorry for people. And And the moral of the story is don't feel yeah, sorry, sorry for people. people. Which I don't think is a good moral, but I think it should be like Well don't feel sorry for people who aren't look who don't want your sympathy. Yeah, I think there that's you go. like yeah, the, there you go. the what the tagline yeah. should have been. Yeah, exactly. There um, should be an added element to it. There's nothing wrong with like sympathy, um, there, you know, there's nothing wrong with it uh, as long as the person, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's very much like, it's like the thing. Don't touch people without their consent. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't sympathy people without their consent. I don't know. We're not, we're not here to give life lessons. <laughs> I know. Well, it's like if people don't seem to want or need your sympathy, don't give it out. Yeah. So, or like especially do things based off of your sympathy, I guess. Um, unwanted things. Uh, so, <laughs> do so, everything with consent. That <laughs> exactly. is our that is our advice. Yeah. Um, so Annie then goes to the hospital again, another time, makes matters worse again, um, and really gets up in this guy's face. Yeah. And they keep calling security. Also, he has like the as it was mentioned in the um, 
user review. He has like the sleaziest looking lawyer who's there, like trying to keep everybody out of the hospital room. <laughs> Stereotypes. Um, um, but then I guess like that lawyer was an ambulance chaser. Um, so then it, this ends with like a very weird conversation between the Rev and Annie where the Rev's like, I understand why it's so hard for us because this is what you're really like. And I'm like, that's <laughs> right. He's <laughs> like, this is the way you were before we had the kids. And now you're back to being who you really are. I'm like, you're, a, she's a maniac. Right. She's, she's unstable. Yeah. Like I, it, I don't know. It's not funny anymore. Stop it. Seven, it's not seven. funny because it doesn't even seem like it's beyond hormones. Mm-hmm. The way she's acting, it's it's like she should see someone. Her her moods her mood swings are so intense that it, it's I I'm worried about Annie. I don't think she's well. And like it's not yeah, and it's something that her kids know too because like there was a scene where they ordered pizza instead of eating her tofu, and they like slowly were backing away from her because she was like. Livid. Right, she was like on the edge about them eating the pizza. So Ugh. it's just not a good environment. Yeah, it's not <laughs> healthy. Um, and they're just like, haha, uh, it's so funny, isn't it? And I'm like, you are, you all seem legitimately afraid. Yeah, so I it, would be. Uh, okay, I think that's basically it. So we'll go to Simon now. You're all wondering what happens with him and Sally, the pregnant girl. Well, he goes out with her. Yeah, so Simon has a bunch of scenes with people where he's asking for advice. Uh, the first one is one of the bullies from the last episode who is now apparently here to stay. Uh, I think his name is Sean. Yes. And uh, he asked Sean for advice about, have you ever dated a pregnant girl before? Sean, because this is a common experience. Yes. Sean doesn't have anything useful to say, as far, as far as I recall. He then asked Robbie for advice. And while he's asking Robbie for advice, and he, he like, Robbie's like, absolutely not, you can't do that. Um... The Rev overhears this, and the Rev is like, absolutely not, you can't do that. And at the same time, Matt meets Sally in the free clinic. And Sally is like, oh, I need to, you know, am I done with my appointment, whatever, is everything fine? Because I need to go, I have a date tonight. And Matt's like, I really hope you have a great time. And she's like, oh, I met this boy on the bus, and he has the nicest name. His name is Simon, Simon Camden. Um, and Matt's so Matt's now, like, excuse me, and he runs to the phone at work. And calls the phone. So the so there's a twofold, I don't know, some of the people in this argument, like, the Rev's main argument for why he shouldn't be going out with a pregnant girl is not because she's pregnant or any of the connotations, like the bad connotations about being a pregnant woman. I don't fucking know what they are, what, but, what, but, uh, but like. But, 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 I guess, okay, number one, I can, I can see the fact that she's not she she's an unwed, you know, pregnant teen. I guess they don't want if Simon the the negative implications of of Simon being involved with someone who has a child. They're like, oh, you could end up taking care of this child that isn't yours. But what if he grew to love this child? Who knows? So many things could happen. And it's a date. But I yeah, it's one date. And um, but I guess they think like. I guess maybe the theme is, like, they're already being scammed by this other guy. No, no, no. Is this girl trying to scam Simon into <laughs> taking care of her baby? Well, the Rev has it on the nose, right? Because the Rev goes, I don't think you're dating her for the, or you're going on a date with her for the right reasons. If you're legitimately and genuinely interested in her, then yes. But I think the only reason you're going on a date with her is because you feel sorry for her. Right. Uh, but whereas everybody else is like, you can't go on a date with a pregnant girl. And I think that Simon generally was in interested in yeah. her because before he knew she was pregnant he was yeah he was like looking at her yeah. so he thought she was like pretty or something and was like I'm gonna talk to this girl like yeah. normal you know like a normal date would come about meet cute 
Yeah. Um, so Simon has great arguments and, like, has good, like, a pushback on everybody in the family being ridiculous about him not being able to go on this date, which is, again, another example of, like you said, Simon being the most real, or yeah. one of the more realer. Uh, He's just like, I'm going on a date with this, like, one date. <laughs> and, like, it doesn't matter if she's pregnant or not. Why does that have anything to do with anything? It turns out, though, that I hate when this happens. I know. We we were like, I was like, oh, look, they're playing into this trope again about pregnant teenagers. And then they really played Yeah, they really like, played they, it. So anyway, apparently it's not this girl's first pregnancy. She's 16 and she already has two other kids. Um, and, and her reasoning for other kids is... Like, oh, I was dating this guy and his friend's girlfriend was having, like... He had a friend who whose girlfriend was having sex with him, so I felt like in order to hold on to my boyfriend, I had to have sex with him, and then it didn't work out. And then I forget what the sec what the well, deal with the second she she wanted somebody else, like she wanted somebody who'd stay, so she tried it another time. But that yeah, one left so too. basically she did she kind of did the thing where she tried to trap guys. Like yeah, she like was she like, was kind of like scamming guys by trying like oh I'm pregnant now you have to stay kind of thing. So. Yeah, she was a little bit not well. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's it, though. That's the end that's of the episode. That's it. Then we just see them on the, like, get on the bus to leave the date, and yep. that's it. And we don't ever know what happens with... Sally. Um, there's, like, a little, like, I think supposed to be funny scene in between, because the Camdens are always spying on each other's dates, um, where Lucy, Robbie, and Ruthie all get in the car to go get ice cream, but it's actually just to go... Tri- go to the promenade and spy on Simon and Sally. And they, like, flag down the bus. <laughs> and Simon doesn't understand. Yeah. Or, like, he, like, purposely, like... Looks away yeah. from them. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, kind of a episode that was all over the place. A theme that wasn't too... It was kind of either, like, forced upon us too much or, like, not evident enough. And also, like... What? <laughs> That's my... What? Yeah, exactly. Um, what would you rate this episode? Jeez. Uh, I'm giving it like a three because I just... It couldn't hold my attention. Um, I was just not into it. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to also give it a three. There were like some highlights with some passably funny moments, but otherwise, that's it. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll post another video. There was some weird, like, music choices going on when Annie was, like, making her on way the war to path. Ray. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, like, this, like, weird, not weird, but kind of funny, like, back and forth between the Rev and Matt on the phone, which was kind of amusing. And you can catch those on our Instagram or on Twitter. Our handles there are at Game and Cast Show. We'll be posting on Facebook as well. That's facebook.com slash Cast. And we're here every Wednesday and Saturday, and you can listen to us on the iTunes Apple podcast app. Uh, at Stitcher or SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Tampi. I'm Erin. This is CamdenCast. Family.